Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I am Jennifer. I'm Corey. And today we are going to talk about a trend in men's cosmetics that for some of our listeners, it's going to make you shake your head and, and roll back in your chair a little bit. I already had a conversation with Corey to see if this is something he'll be getting on board with. Um, doesn't really seem like he's game for it, but you never know what's going to happen in the future with the world changing the way it is. So, Corey, why don't you talk to us a little bit about this trend in men's cosmetics, and then we'll dive into how it might impact some of the medical practices that we work with. Okay, so men's cosmetics are beginning to gain traction in the U.S. and China. So we're starting to see big brands like L'Oreal and Estee Lauder. They're developing products um, basically for Gen Z, for, for men. So the global men's market... These are young men, very young men right now. Yeah. So the, Boys. The, the makeup market, it's valued at over a billion dollars a year, according to some uh, market research from the uh, JUV Consulting. Um, and it's a fraction of the $71 billion cosmetic industry, but it is gaining a lot of traction. So what we're seeing, this trend, is that a lot of Gen Zers... Um, are starting to use makeup as men. Yeah, so there's an article that Forbes put out a couple months back, and basically it's talking about um, men in China. It's talking about really, in particular, one young man in China it was focusing on where his girlfriend said, you know, hey, you gotta, you, it's, you need to update your look. And, you know, his girlfriend was 22 years old, and so he, what did he do? He went out and bought some foundation and some lip gloss to update his look. And then it's talking about another young man in China who's getting ready for his first career choice. And he needs to, um, he's going to get ready to go into the workforce. So he got some foundation that's really subtle and um, some lip liner. Yeah. And so what we're seeing basically is that these consumers, especially the, the younger gentlemen, they don't subscribe to sort of the traditional boundaries around gender. So this doesn't threaten their masculinity in any way. Um, and that could blow open a, a big opportunity, not only for cosmetic companies, which is what we're starting to see now, but also for medical practices and med spa and those kinds of things. Because this could be an entirely new audience that you can start to target and market to that you wouldn't have thought of you know, a few years ago. Yeah, and we've talked about this in past episodes, and we talk about it a lot. But you know, Generation Z, which is the next group coming, I mean, they're like... Some of them are in middle school all the way up to high school type time frame, but they are going to be the most influential and I say this kind of in air quotes, dangerous consumer because once they have some money, they know exactly what it is they want and the expectation from Generation Z is going to be like nothing you've ever seen before. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be in- incredibly well-educated on on um, the product or service. They're basically going to have their mind sort of already made up, and they're going to be ready to pull the trigger. They're just waiting on the funds to, <laughs> to have the ability to do that. But when it comes to makeup, it you know, the, the shift can be anything from just changing 
um, you know, the, the ads and things to be gender neutral or targeting entirely new segments. So we work with uh, one med spot in particular who does spend a little bit of money every month on digital ads. Those ads are targeted specifically to women around the, the practice that sort of fit a certain profile. Um, but with this this uptick in um, men's makeup and skincare specifically, that's an audience we haven't even looked at. We haven't even tried. So it, it, it's a potential huge revenue opportunity. Yeah, we see it with... With anybody that does injectables, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe it's time to make some adjustments for the types of ads that you're feeding. We see it in um, men, you know, weight loss for the sake of weight loss for cosmetic weight loss, not necessarily clinical weight loss. We see it in plastic surgery, you know, that there's an uptick in men, hair hair removal, hair removal on top of hair growth, you know, mm-hmm. men we've always targeted for hair growth, but now men want to have their chest hair or their back hair removed, their leg hair removed. So, I mean, there's just a completely different audience, and that's really being fueled by, I think, one, you know, the beauty industry or the cosmetic industry being much more mainstream than it ever was before. And two, in that younger generations are just different than the older generations and so like those preconceived notions are very different and we're seeing that unfold every single day as it plays out on tv and reality shows and you know in the mainstream nude um, mainstream news you know even gender neutral bathrooms and things of that nature it's just so much more common now and it's changing the way we market our practices exactly like like i was saying earlier it's not really a threat to masculinity it's instead the message is this is a form of self-improvement for the empowered man so it's it's excuse me it's totally different so what does that mean for your practice so like i said it's an entirely new audience to market to so Typically we say that women are sort of the household decision makers and especially when it comes to cosmetic and beauty and those kinds of things, the audience is usually women. Um, So it's a whole new segment there. Um, But also early adopters can really establish their practice as a leader in catering to this empowered man uh, and helping men feel okay with the use of makeup and skincare, dermatology practices, med spa, plastic surgery specifically. Absolutely, so I think, I mean, I think that we have to all have an open mind when it comes to marketing our medical practices and we need to look at trends like this and you know we need to look at trends that are happening maybe not specifically in medical but that have ramifications to impact medical down the road because the downstream is that if this is happening right now in China on the other side of the world and we're seeing an uptick that eventually it's going to make its way into the U.S. market, especially as the generations that are growing up in an Instagram-filtered world are, this is how they're growing up, so it becomes very commonplace. Their expectation when they come of age is going to be different than maybe a Generation X or a baby boomer. Yeah, and here's the thing to remember too. So if the cosmetic industry is getting on board with this, that means they're going to start to spend a lot of money to raise awareness about yes. it and get everybody else on board. So as more men are going to be exposed to these ads and whatever the cosmetic industry is going to do to kind of get their name out there, there's going to be a trickle down effect, which means on a local level, they're going to start looking for a med spa around them that can maybe discreetly, maybe not, maybe it doesn't matter, but offer these services 
And so if you're that practice before your competitors are, it's a great place to be. All I know is I'm so glad I am not a younger person, part of Generation Z, because I'm still, um, my, my, my preference would be that women are the ones wearing makeup. But hey, I don't really care what you do, so more power to you. I think that's a good place to end. With that, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey, and I'm still not wearing makeup. And I will see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.